is Hard Parking, brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. SEMA just happened. This episode, we have Danny Niku checks back in. He's actually in studio. We also speak to Chris Topher. Chris Topher is a guest that I had on the podcast years ago, and this is his first SEMA experience. And I, the goal of this episode is to kind of educate, explain, play with your imagination, if you will. For those of you who have never gone to SEMA, for those of you who don't even know what SEMA is, you know, full disclosure, lifelong car guy as I am, I had no idea what SEMA was until I moved to Arizona nine years ago. We didn't talk about SEMA in Michigan. I didn't talk about SEMA in Michigan. I just was not that ingrained in the car culture as it is aftermarket and stuff like that. For To me, aftermarket means buying some parts from someplace in Chicago or someplace outside of Dallas. You know, to me, that's what aftermarket was. But SEMA is all about aftermarket and performance in the automotive world. It's a really cool thing. So looking forward to that in a few moments. Just had a baby shower. Not for me, my daughter. So she's her second child is coming in December. So we just had this giant baby shower. Preparing for this thing, you would think it was someone's wedding and reception. Like it was, we had to buy new string lights, got a bounce house, had to make this giant stand out of three-quarter MDF. Thing weighed a ton. This past weekend, we went to the Bentley Polo Championship, which was at Westworld. And this was like like legit polo, like Pretty Woman. You guys remember that movie? Of course you do, right? You go to the polo event, and they're on the horses, and they're hitting and doing all that kind of stuff. Super fancy, put on by the Talking Stick Resort. But shout out to my boy, you know, Josh Benjamin and, and Byron. Byron Jones for the invitation, you know, as part of the AMG Arizona group with Josh being the president every year that are part of this. So myself, Will with the Lotus, my boy Dre, Will's wife, Will's daughter, we kind of tagged along, got really cool parking, VIP tent, drinks, food. It was pretty, pretty cool. A lot of crazy hats. That's what they're known for. A lot of the women walk around peacocking. Some of the girls were, you know, dressed like they were going to go to the club. Like they were dressed like really nice. There's a lot of visual stuff going on. Guys, you know, some of us had on jeans and sports coat or slacks and whatnot. I had on some, um, some casual kind of jeans, not really jeans, but not really slacks. Some nice Cole Hans, short sleeve button up shirt. It was a spiffy. Also, this next weekend on November 12th is the one less car show food event that we do every year with the United Food Bank of Arizona. If you're interested in participating in that financially, you can donate. You will get a donation receipt. You can write it off with your taxes. If you're local to Phoenix, if you're local to Mesa, Arizona, more specifically, you can register and come help us bag food. If you have a car you want to display, put it down for the car show. I think last year we did 9,700 and something meals. You know, we've done up to 18,000 before in the past with larger group efforts. But even if we don't get 9,000 meals, it doesn't matter. Whatever we do get is going to feed other people, and it's just going to be a good time. So coming up after Four Wheel Online, the SEMA people. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, Four Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Your truck products cover everything you need to give your truck 
a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at Four Wheel Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's Four Wheel Online, the number four wheel online. All right, he is Chris Topher. That is Slow Turbo. Used to be my Instagram profile highlight of the week. I feel like it's been like two and a half years when I used to do that segment. Haven't done it in a while. Been giving him shit when he would watch us on One Drink Wednesday. He's not in front of me. In fact, he's actually in Vegas. This is Sima Week. Chris, finally, welcome. Hey, well, thanks for having me. And you're right. It's been about it's been about three years, I think. Um, it was right after I did the the first release on the car um yeah it was it was october november a couple of years back so thanks for having me on you know that's wild because you know i you know, have the the microsoft OneDrive and the facebook and every once in a while they say here's what you were doing last year the year before whatever i'm looking at some of these podcast guests i've had and i go fuck that was a year ago that was two years ago what the fuck so it's cool you remember that you know, and it's, I'm, I'm glad you're on here now. So you're, you're at SEMA for the first time ever. I've been, I haven't been in a while. I haven't been since 2018. It's changed a lot. You wouldn't know that because it's your first time. First off, I mean, how's it been? Like expectations versus reality. So you brought up a couple of good things. Um, I, I think I want to, I want to commend you because last time you had me on, it was the first time being on a podcast. And then having the new rendition of the car, right? And we saw we saw each other at IFO uh, for the first rap release. So that was a really big deal. That was my my first large show trophy win with uh, the first Egyptian theme. And then go figure, three years later, my very first SEMA show, um, as I've been trying to get in here since 2004. Uh, wow. When I had an RSX. Yeah, I had a RSX Type S. It was a really clean, basic build, carbon tidbits, all you name it. Um, couldn't get in. It was just really, really tough competition even back then. Um, I think they've le- loosened up quite a bit. But uh, and then go figure. I do a new wrap. I get I get booth vehicle this year and my first SEMA show. So it's I feel like I'm in the clouds because I know getting a booth vehicle in SEMA is is tough. Plus. Plus being my first SEMA show. So it's, it's, it's pretty mind blowing uh, to say the least. Uh, it's been an experience. First off, congrats because congrats for number one, not only being a booth vehicle, but well, let me reverse that. Number one, being inside and being a booth vehicle, because there's this thing where it's like, unless you're, unless you are a booth vehicle, I think by rule, the first year people are almost always outside. I say, I think because. When I was in SEMA, I just happened to be around the right people at the right time who knew the right people when they were parking. You're familiar with that when you pull up and you're in this long line and they tell you where, where you can and can't go. And so they brought us inside and that's how I got lucky and I was parked inside. So, But I would have loved to have been a booth vehicle, not just a feature vehicle, but a booth vehicle. Tell us a little bit about the wrap as it is now. And then I saw this giant display and all these photos that kind of look like a wrap. Is that just coincidental? No, so um, so I had the Egyptian wrap, two-tone. Um, the old one was gold, red, and then a uh, blue and like a gray. I wanted to, I wanted to change it up. I felt like it needed a refresh. Um, 
So went to my same designer, uh, Glarb Designs out of Florida. He did a bunch of a bunch. He did the F1 course out there in Miami this past summer. He did a bunch of stuff with amigos and celebrities, but I wanted to go back to him since he did the first design. Um, and we did an up, upgraded version. Uh, now it's still two tone though, but it's very vibrant. Uh, one side's like a green and yellow. The other side is very is blue and pink and purples. Um, very futuristic looking and and just just ridiculous in color. Because of that, um, in my partnership with Rap Sesh and Vinyl Vixen, I was able to get the get into the booth under Muto, which does all the large scale printers for all the digital print wraps, um, stickers, laminates, and them. And they asked to have a custom car at at SEMA. And when they saw my car, they uh, they jumped at the opportunity to have me in the booth. So um, they they brought me along for the ride. They built that big wall that you see in the background. Um, that is my car. Uh, no one of them is my passenger. Yeah, one of them is my passenger character. That's gotta feel badass, side. man. It's it was mind blowing when I pulled in on Monday. Um, so everybody else had to get in on Sunday. I was good for a Monday morning roll in. I had to do some some wheel and fitment mm-hmm. updates and upgrades um, when I got into Vegas and. As soon as I pulled in and the cart took me around the corner, I my jaw dropped because I was like, this is an entire like closet. Essentially, it's where all their stuff is in with a door on it. And every wall is my car. So there's the passenger character Bastet on one wall, then Anubis on another, and then my hood design on another wall. So I have my car as a backdrop at, at the booth. Um, every one of their name tags for Muto has my car on it, one of the sides. Um, they're printing out posters all day, mm. every day, and giving and people can take them of my car. Um, <laughs> That's fucking then, badass. Yeah, and then live demos, they're they're pulling pulling pieces of my wrap off like the fenders and the doors and doing live demos three times a day all this week on my car. So it's it's crazy to see. How much, how much they believe in the design, the car. Um, it's it's mind blowing to to see so much activity around my car. You know, I I assumed just because of the rap sesh connection that you know they had that you needed to go with one of their designers, like like Curvaceous or somebody. That's a little not to not to talk about Curvaceous at all, um, but that's a little beyond. And she's incredibly talented. But that thing is made specifically for that car as opposed to there's a lot of rap artists out there. It's funny. It's funny we could say rap artists in 22 and talk about vinyl as opposed <laughs> to old school level, vinyl. Right? Yeah, a whole different vinyl, a whole different <laughs> rap artist. But um, I don't even know what we call them, you know, vehicle rap designers. That Rap designers. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they design something and it's almost like I, I call it a Christmas paper wrap where you can literally go on anything i think what you have on your vehicle can only go on your vehicle yeah it's you're spot on um they have their they have their um their general group of designers that they've worked partnerships with for years and years and years curvaceous being one of them uh i think they use a couple others like Volge tech um and then glarb uh which is which is who i was lucky right. enough to get connected with three years ago and yeah so some of them will make some of the 
uh, wrap designers will make just a generic print because they're bored, right? Their business might be slow. They want to just push out like, uh, here's a template. We mm-hmm. can shrink it down to your car if you want it. We'll sell you the design, your wrap company or whomever you're going through across wherever in the world um, can print it out and buy the file, print it out and put it on your Bronco, even though I originally put it on a Mustang. Um with like GLARB and and my designs are specific. Uh, we did all measurements on the car beforehand. So uh, Vinyl Vips and Jess did full measurements the first time we went around of every panel, every every part of my car, so that when it went to the designer, he mocked it up to every every piece of my car to scale. Um, and so yeah, that's uh, that is a one of one wrap that will never go on anyone else's car but but mine so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty amazing man so tell me about your SEMA experience i mean i'm have you been able to enjoy it or do, or do you kind of stay within an earshot of your car so i'm i'm happy you asked because it's i'll, I'll give you what my point of view is and then i'll kind of give you um what i've seen others do and so I'm I'm one of those ones at a car show where at first I'll stay around my car for a little bit and then I go mingle because I know what my car looks like. I know what my car can do. I'm not worried about it. Um, and I'm treating SEMA a lot like that. So every morning, uh, I have an exit part of the Mutobu. Every morning, I'll... Repeat that. Up. You're, you're sketching on it. Um, oh, sorry. About every morning. So every every. I have an exhibitor pass, so I'll get there about an hour before SEMA opens up um, for the to start coming in, like the buyers and them, mm-hmm. and go to my car, um, just check in to see if the booth needs anything from me, um, or if they have any questions or, or need anything, and then uh, do their thing all day, and I go and start taking in the experience, because I know being in SEMA is, to a lot of people like me as well, I know how I feel is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity especially trying to get in for so long i make sure i can actually experience it so i've i think i've walked 95 percent of sema so tomorrow i should be completely through every every inch of it and it's it's a lot uh every day has been about thirty thousand steps mm. so that's what 13 miles give or take um of just walking and taking it in and I guess for somebody who's never been to the SEMA show or or doesn't really understand it, it's just a it's a giant trade show of networking. Um, some people have asked me if like you know you're gonna win a trophy. You can tell they don't understand how SEMA works. Right. Um, <laughs> but, right. Uh, <laughs> just happy to be there, man. Hey, that's that. the trophy is even fucking being there. Yeah, I mean all the celebrities that are there. Chip Foos, um, we had uh, Cody Walker's been there, Kevin Hart was there, um, a bunch of a bunch of people in the industry. The who's who? Um, I feel it. Huh? Uh, the who's who? And they're not they're not walking yeah. with this giant security detail. They're just there. Yeah, they're they're mingling, they're shaking yeah. hands, they're laughing, they're enjoying it just like everyone else, and. Um, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's hard to describe like the vibe. Um, 
even all the vendors and you see a lot of these vendors and you're like, wow, yeah, I know your products and you get to talking with them and you come to find out, you think you might think you're just talking to a couple of their sales associates and come to find out it's, it's the owner of like pro sport gauges or it's the owner of pandem rocket bunny or the lead engineers for Toyota. Um, and it's mind blowing because a lot of people get really scared talking to, to senior, senior leaders and, and people in the industry, but they're, they're very down to earth and, and love to have just normal conversations like, like everyone else. Right. Um, but it's, it, it's pretty, it's pretty opening to see how the, how the setup works, how they all kind of mix and mingle. I would say they, they put on a wonderful event. Um, you can tell that they know what they're doing. I wish, I wish some car shows, um, could take notes. Um, but right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, it, it, it's, it's almost overwhelming with, with how much is going on at any given point there. Now, are you getting into any trouble? Are there any like after party things? Like the few times I've been there, I found myself kind of bored and lonely sometimes. Uh, but because everybody knows where the party's at, except for me, I think I've been to like one SEMA party. <laughs> you sound like me. Um, <laughs> so the um, first first night I got in, um, I had my car over at a buddy's house, so I was getting stuff dialed in. That was Sunday. Um, Monday night we all went out um, for Halloween, so that was a that was a cool thing. Um, Rap sesh, final fix, and um, one auto because we had my dark side SS with us um, and a bunch of others. And we all dressed up as Austin Powers like characters. Nice. And went out to dinner and then went out and kind of walked the strip and had a couple drinks. So that was a kind of a long night. The um, following night, we got to go do some networking events and things like that with. Um, like Avery Dennison had a, had an invite only party. So we were able to go do that. Um, and then went to a couple of the clubs just to see how it was last night. Same thing. There was a, uh, reps, um, award ceremony. Um, I chose to, to stay in that night because after all, all the other nights and feeling like the old man sometimes I needed a, I needed a day of relaxation and that's kind of what I did tonight too, knowing how long tomorrow's going to be. But I, I kind of feel like you did. There's, I know there's a bunch of after parties taking place and I'm finding out on Instagram and stuff afterwards. (laughs) I didn't know this was happening. Yeah. A lot of, Um, a lot of huge, but private invite only. Like you got to know who knows who, who knows who. I mean, I forget today is, uh, today's Thursday. So tomorrow's technically the last day of SEMA. Are they still doing this? Are they doing the SEMA Ignited this year? They are. Yeah. So SEMA Ignited, we'll do the parade and then the Ignited event right after the parade. And then, so, so there's a couple of cool things about 2022 SEMA. I've talked with people who were here last year, catching them on the monorail. So convention center is bigger now, right? They opened up mm-hmm. all the halls. So it's about like four miles, I think, um, of just walking space within the convention center itself. Uh, they have the Tesla loop. 
the monorail runs to it. But I've talked with some people and they said uh, last year, SEMA was almost like a ghost town because they were still kind of mm-hmm. post pandemic, a little bit mingled in there, masks required, all these things that kind of forced a lot of the industry out last year. Um, so this is like the first year it's gotten, it's gotten up and really running again since the pandemic. And then, um, they've, uh, they have had like the, they made the announcement in Vegas that F one's coming to, to Vegas and they're going to be running the strip in 2023. So last night, I think an F one car for Red Bull was running up and down yep. the strip. And uh, I think a lot of people saw that, right? It was pretty viral to see an F1 All car on the strip media. in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then I know they're going to be running a couple more this weekend. So I'd say it's it's definitely been it's been chaotic when it comes to that. Um, and then the other new thing that they're doing this year, at least from what I've heard and from what I'm seeing, is tomorrow they're allowing um, consumers to come in. So. They could buy a a uh, pass. I think it was like a hundred bucks if they pre like pre purchased it to be able to actually walk the SEMA show floor tomorrow. So it's the normal business network plus um, consumers to I come think, in and be able to walk and look the floor. I think they had that um, before, but only on a Friday. It was only for a few hours, which because it, it closes earlier tomorrow, right? I mean, it used to close earlier on Friday to get ready for the CMA ignited. Yeah, I think it closes at four o'clock is when we start to roll out to the the parades. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm glad you're doing CMA ignited. The last time I went, well the the one time I went with my car, I I did it and there's some other people who had been there. This was like their second or third SEMA and they just kind of skirted out of there. And I'm like, why? Why would you strip that away from the fans? Like I know you're tired. It's been a long week, a very long week. But that's what that's part of the experience is being able to drive your car down this slow parade, and you got thousands of people lined up on both sides of the road cheering you on. Like, why not do that? So I'm glad you're doing that, man. Yeah, I I figured with the new wrap. I mean, I've I, I put so much money into the car in the last God six months um, to do this whole new revamp. I mean, I've got so many one-of-one lights and things that I haven't been able to show off on the floor um, and stuff like that. And like you said, it's it's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I feel. So I'd be dumb to, to miss that. Um, what, the cost of a hotel for one extra night just so I don't have to drive the car, you know, tomorrow or tomorrow night through the desert. Cost of a hotel, bunch of that, that like, celebration and, like you said, the cheering, like, I, these are those moments that are like core memories that'll stick with me, um, for life. So I'm, I'm definitely going to take that in and then do the whole, from what I've heard, and you'll, you'll know better than me right after we do the parade, pretty much park in like a giant parking lot. And it becomes like a giant, like car meet with all the SEMA cars and the people. So, yeah, do it, have fun. Um, you know, thank you for taking the time to talk. You're going to have to come by the studio sometime. And then uh, how can people get a hold of you? How can they follow you on Instagram? Yeah. So my Instagram is slow with two O's uh, turbo. I will come up as soon as you put S L O O. I will most definitely come up as, as a top, um, as a top name there. That's my Instagram, my TikTok, 
think I have a Facebook. I don't know. I don't really use it. Um, but yeah, that's that's an easy way to find me. Uh, and then any of the big shows in Arizona, I'm I'm usually I'm usually at. Um, and don't be afraid to come up and talk to me. I mean, I'll talk I'll talk in your off in a heartbeat. You usually turn around when I get close and start walking off. So that's slow with two O's underscore turbo. Right now he has a bunch of little turtles, tortoises. I was gonna say tortoises and turtles at the same time, so they didn't come out right. But now he's got a bunch of turtles. little turtles. A bunch of turtles. A bunch of little it's turtles. A turtle. it's like- my oh. car's slow. It's a turtle. It's shaped like a turtle. <laughs> used to be. It's a very aggressive turtle now. Very aggressive. Um, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Enjoy no, I seeing you having me on. Yeah, of course. Enjoy seeing me ignited, man. And uh, we'll connect. I'll see you one of these days here somewhere. Yeah, definitely. And you'll see me on One Drink Wednesday. So definitely, anybody, make sure you join Jay and Wes on One Drink, one drink Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, what, at 7 o'clock, right? Pacific Standard? 7 o'clock Pacific Standard. Make sure you join them on One Drink Wednesday. It's a fun <laughs> time. And, uh, and yeah, Jay, definitely uh, definitely let me know. We'll we'll get into the studio. And we'll, we'll talk about other stuff going on in the, in the world. But I appreciate you having me on there. Sounds good, man. I got whiskey waiting for you. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. And that was Chris Topher. We did that during the middle of SEMA week. Sounds like he's having a great time. That conversation and all conversations are brought to you by the Cell Shop, official AT&T retailer. Man, I tell you what, I remember my first trip to SEMA. It was my first and only trip with a vehicle in SEMA, but I've been to SEMA two or three times. And man, it's one of those things. So car guys, you, you have two goals. One, you want to be in a magazine, ultimately on a magazine cover. And then two, you want your vehicle to be displayed in SEMA. And it's hard. It can be really hard to get in. I don't know how hard it was for Chris to get in. Well, he just he does say it. he's been trying it, you know, forever. But it's it's an experience like no other. But you hear people who have gone multiple times and all they do is complain about it. Like it's some sort of a burden. Like, oh my God, you don't want to get your car in SEMA. It is such a drag. You gotta do this, you gotta do that, you get so tired, blah, 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 blah. Like I was worn out when I was at SEMA when I had my car displayed there. And running back and forth to say hi to people. But it's one of those things you just have to deal with because if you have friends in town and they came specifically there to see your vehicle in celebration of your achievement, then it doesn't matter if you're an eighth of a mile away. If you can find a way to meet them up, meet them up at your car, talk, take pictures. If it's a sponsor, shake hands, take photos, and then go about your business. Much more fun when you're rolling with a crew, though. I was very lonely at SEMA. Because everybody that I would normally hang out with was already there, like walking around, and there are tens of thousands of people. So if you don't like, hey, meet me at the north door at two thirty, north door six at two thirty. If you're not grouping up like that, you may see your friends, you may not see your friends. You're going to see a lot of people you recognize from social media, from TV, maybe car people from your own city that you haven't seen in years. It's a good time. Maybe I'll go next year. I haven't been in a few years discounting the pandemic era, but I didn't go in 2019. I didn't go in 2021. Coming up, Danny Niku. He is Danny Niku, and he is back (laughs) from SEMA. How did it go? That was a long week. It was a long week. It was a very long week. You left on Tuesday, like like Tuesday morning? No, I I went out there on, uh, yeah, Monday. So how was it? How, How different was it? Well, first, let's talk talk about the differences before we talk about the cars, because I, I understand that there was 
like a thousand, and this could be wrong, but leading up to it, listening to some other podcasts, um, there was like a thousand vendors versus the, the typical like 2,400 to 3,000 in the heyday. Did you notice a difference? Obviously, taking Ford out of the equation because everyone knew they weren't going to be there. Um, you could tell that the halls had a little more room in them. It's a good um, thing. It is a good thing, uh, especially since surprisingly the volume of people that showed up wasn't as heavy as before. Like last year, super slammed. Uh, 2019 shoulder to shoulder, obviously, because before COVID. But yeah, there was even even for all the um, industry days, it was not nearly as packed as it had been in the past. And then Friday, of course, they opened it to the general public. It seemed like a lot more stuff got stolen this year, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, one of the like there was this twelve thousand dollar carbon bicycle that got ripped off a display, and this is during like Tuesday through Thursday industry days. So nobody knows if it was like somebody industry or if it was um, staff that was there working the event or what. Um, even a whole motor got stolen. Like, how is that? Like, how is it even possible, right? Because I know, like, Tuesday through Thursday, it's it's not locked down. As long as you have credentials to be there, you can be there. But it kind of gets super thin after 5 or 6 o'clock. Uh, they kick everybody out after 5. And the only people left there are usually media or exhibitors that are working on their booths. Right. But even still, like, I was there till almost 9 every night um, at, in different halls. And I don't know how you would get an entire motor out of there unnoticed. That's right. impressive. Right. And then I guess now that you say that I do, I think I do kind of remember them kind of scaring us out every day around, you know, around that time five, but ex with the exception of the first night when we were setting up after when I got, after you worked on my car with me all night, not 20, not 10 seconds of sleep. Oh no, no none. <laughs> yeah. And I think Alan, did Alan hang out all the way to the end or Alan almost at out, the end? Alan hung out all the way to the end. We were both here when you drove out of the driveway. Right. So that night setting up at SEMA, I was there. I wasn't there that late because I think my flight was like 7.30 or 8 o'clock flying back here. But I was, you know, they didn't really rush anybody out that night. But I guess after you know, every other night they do. And I know on Fridays, because a lot of the displays at SEMA, the exhibitors are like, all right, well, we don't do you want anything and some of their employees will take like a wheel or something but to, to know that the fucking entire engine or a carbon fiber bike frame like right out. and that didn't happen at the end of the show that was right. like tuesday or wednesday or something that stuff started going missing any other changes there's still a well, hundred thousand cars outside lifted trucks with lights on them oh god yeah west hall it was it was a very very thick showing of um show trucks but there were some really, really cool slammed uh, Volkswagen buses that were done up with wide body kits that were pretty sick to look at. So let's just talk about the cars then. What was the official flavor this year? Was it the Integra? Um, no, actually. It didn't, it didn't feel like uh, when they released the Supra. Right. Supra was at 2019. It was Supra. Every single Topia booth had whatever. a Supra. Yeah. Or C8 Topia. Was yeah. Like that a too. Ton of C8s? No, there were a bunch of C8s, but not. Like nothing, nothing this year was like the volume of supers that we had when those got released. Were there a lot of badass builds? Because it seems like this, I saw the same eight to 10 vehicles on everyone's social media. 
I don't feel like there was a bunch of, I guess you could say trophy builds, like huge, right. huge builds, but there was a good, good number of them. So I'm thinking we have the, the John Seaball truck slash, um, who, who's the drifter? Oh, Turk. With the white truck? Yeah, that thing, I think that was my favorite vehicle at the show. With the mobile? Yeah. Yep, so that was, I probably saw more of that, um, the wide body, like 308 Ferrari that had a motor transplant or something. Or oh, three, yeah, so that, or, that was Mike's 340, what did he call it? It was like a Magna PI truck, but it wasn't. It used to be a, a 308, I think. It's a Magna PI truck, the Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that was that was Mike's K-swapped uh, Ferrari. That's it. At um, the CSF booth. Of course, we saw. I saw the, the Integras early, but mm-hmm. I didn't really see much coverage of them after. Maybe I just got numb to them. The Porsche that was kind of like every color. Oh yeah, the Midnight Purple Billet Works Porsche. That one. That thing was amazing. Yeah. That that's another one of my favorites, and it was in a Tread Pass the whole time. But I mean, Toyota Tread Pass always has some of the best builds on display. Did you get a chance to see Chris Tofer's? You know who that is. He's with Rap Sesh. He had his car wrapped kind of uh, Egyptian style before, and then it's like Egyptian style again. So Rap Sesh had the giant display wall as well. So like half of the car is like kind of a greenish blue and half of the blue. Oh, yeah. I did see that when I was passing by. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it's got to be hard, though, because it's just, I wouldn't say it's just Rap because he has a lot of stuff done to his. Mm-hmm. But then like SEMA's the combination of stuff like that and stuff like the truck that we were talking about earlier. In the classic car builds, in the Bronco builds. Speaking of Bronco builds, did you see the the Ring Brothers Bully Bronco? Or sorry, I'm. Uh, oh my God, that's not a Bronco. It's a Blazer. No, I didn't. And yeah, Turks. That's what I'm looking at right now. Just kind of going through kind of the SEMA coverage. This. Uh, did you see the Ford Maverick? I did see that in Treadpass, Yeah. Yeah. So last we when we went to go see the little Element Wheels slash Hoonigan. Jim Connor, Electric Connor. Oh, that thing the other night? They had a little, yeah, that, they had a little Maverick out there too. It's a kind of, I, I think it's kind of a cool little truck. It looks like it's bigger than it actually is. It's like a mini truck almost. It does remind me of a mini. It kind of reminds me though of like an element with the back cut off. It does. This is what I would expect to see a lot this year is the Z, the new Z. You see a lot of There those? were a lot of Zs. I know Ray's had one. We had some, yeah. At Mackin. I'm showing him. I'm going through my Instagram right now, kind of looking through. I know Forsberg had one on display. I think Alex Yeager, Forsberg's um, pro spec teammate, had a kit made for his 370 that looks almost identical to the, the new Z, other than the roof line being a little bit different. I know this isn't really your thing. I don't think this is really your thing, but, and so I preface that, you know, what are your thoughts on seeing some of the things like, uh, like motor, like Matt, the motor danger, I think his, Ford Mustang was out there or his old lightning or like kind of these modernized nineties Fords. Like it's, it's, it's almost like some, I don't really know how to put a finger on it, but it's just, to me, it's weird to see the variants of vehicles at SEMA. You know, you see Turks truck, which is just insanely sick. I think it was beautiful. And then you might see a, a brand new GT 500 with some wheels on it. If that's all that's going to be on it, I feel like it doesn't need to be at SEMA. I kind of feel the same way. I understand it's an exhibit or maybe an exhibit, maybe a, I don't know what major wheel manufacturers out there, but if like Forge Line, for instance, I don't know what Forge Line is okay, this so, year. Uh, I don't remember seeing them. 
But I, I I do totally get just throwing wheels on something to have as a booth car to display the wheels, the right? Wheels. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But if it's going to be displayed like outside in front of Central Hall or something, it doesn't need to be there. Like we've talked about this before. Wheels mm. in a wrap is not a build. It's not. <laughs> it's it's a good start, but it's don't call it a build, please. What else is, did you see anything that you really loved out there? What did you, I mean, you can, you can throw something, you can be like, I saw this out there and it was, I don't know why it was there type of deal. There were a couple of trucks that just, it didn't make any sense for them to be there. Like <laughs> there was a truck that had an entire wall of speakers on the back of it. Oh. And it looked like it was attached to the trailer hitch. Just a gigantic wall of rows of speakers. I never understood that. Cause now that you say that, I, th- I think about, you see that with, Sometimes minivans, right? Yeah. And it'll be an event like SEMA or some other event where they open up the tailgate and it's just nothing but speakers. Right. And I... Unless it's a Polk audio. I don't know if Polk audio is any good, but you know what I mean? Like if it's yeah. like a Polk audio booth. And I will, I, like you, I will never understand that either. Like it's it's cool. to You can add all kinds of stuff like that to a car, but like that Jurassic Park thing. You could stop to think if you should rather than right. if you could. Right. You have any fun stories to share with us? Because you know you're a media guy. You get the media pass. You get to hang out with all sorts of cool media people that most other people don't get to even see. That you know on a first name basis. Do you, you do anything fun? Watching Adam LZ roll out onto the racetrack while Chelsea Denofo is drifting, and mind you, Adam LZ is on his BMX bike. I saw a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, and it was not supposed to be like that, or maybe you posted that. No, no, no. I I took that picture, but none of that was planned. Adam's demo car ended up uh, having a little motor issue and he wasn't able to run it, but he was hanging out. And so he rolls out onto the track while we're out there shooting and just rolls up the ramp and starts bunny hopping while Chelsea's sliding by. And it was, it was awesome for something that was not planned at all. Everyone's like, what the hell? What's going on? But Dude, even cool. even cool. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I got to get it on camera. I wonder if that's kind of a, like the Jim Connor effect to where you know, like we had commented about this when we were watching the, the showing of it. It's like you have to just throw like a bunch of other things on screen at the same time. And people are just like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And the longer you watch, the more chaotic it gets. Yeah. Like if you watch <laughs> it like 10 times, if you watch the same video 10 times, you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that one guy doing a handstand on the back of the bridge type of deal, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, giving us kind of a quick rundown of your long week at SEMA. Uh, are you going to just keep going back to these? Um, probably. I mean, next year should be a bit of a bigger turnout from what I understand. And yeah, I mean, if, if they'll have me, I'd be happy to go back every year. Do you think SEMA's here to stay? Cause I, th- I think a few years ago that was kind of starting to get in trouble. Well, did you see the announcement for SEMA week? No. They're turning it into a music festival. Like all kinds of stuff is going to be going on at the same time. It's so, here to stay. Yeah. I, th- I think it's here to stay. It, it won't be in the same fashion exactly. It's going to change with the times, as most things do. Um, but I don't think it's going to be going anywhere, uh, especially with F1 being the following week. Right. So they're probably going to do stuff to lead up to that as well. Oh, speaking of F1. Yes, I did for watch. People who, so there are people who are listening to this podcast that have no idea. That was a big surprise. You want to tell us about what happened one night? Yeah, so Wednesday night we were going to go to... to this event at uh, Marquee at Cosmo. And as I'm walking over there, I see that they, 
for some reason the the strip is blocked off and it turns out Red Bull's over there shooting promo stuff for F1. And then um or Saturday they had a little F1 festival like they did in Los Angeles a little while back. Mm-hmm. And I know that Mercedes was doing some demonstrations and things like that for a few hours. Yeah, I saw a lot of video of people uploading of the Red Bull car preparing and like ripping down the strip, which is pretty freaking cool. Your mind immediately went to, is it Driven? Is that the kind of the crappy Arnold, not Arnold, uh, Sylvester Stallone? Stallone. I think that I think that was it. Yeah, because I think I I don't know if that was even in Vegas, but I know there's a scene where him and the rookie kid like both hop in their cars and just kind of race down the street. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that could have been Vegas. <laughs> I it might have. It's been so long since I've seen oh, that. that movie's so good and terrible at the same time. It's like most eighties movies. <laughs> it wasn't even an eighties movie. I think Seriously? that was like a late nineties, early thousands movie. Oh my god! Let's look that up real quick. Driven. The way it's shot. It feels so much like an 2001. 80s movie. Really? Yep. Wow. Let's see. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I believe Infamous Race Through Chicago is what they did in that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I knew it was like a, a an impossibly busy downtown city that it could never actually happen. Chicago works. Vegas also works. So tell us real quick, what's the difference between the devil you know and the devil you don't? One is more of my regular work and then the other one is just stuff that i find interesting more artistic stuff yeah all right well i'll put that in the notes thank you for having me jay you guys remember the builder's corner segment i used to do that i'm sitting here looking at the sponsorship list i was like man we used to have the arizona ride of the week the q a segment the builder's corner a random thought of the week you know maybe i should bring some of that stuff back I need to know, though. This is your show. I'm just the voice. So if you want the social media highlight of the week, I mean, that's what Chris Tover originally was. I would go through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, although like Twitter, that doesn't make sense. But I'd go through some of the other stuff, and I would be like, hey, I really like this vehicle. And when we first started this show, that's what we did. Each week we picked, myself and the other, my former co-host, we picked a vehicle on social media that we wanted to highlight. And the rule was it couldn't really be someone you personally knew or personally knew well. Because the point was to be like, hey, I really like this RX-7 build. This kid out of French Lake, Indiana is doing it right. He's got this, this, this. This is his Instagram. Guys, if you're listening, go check it out. I really appreciate that build. And then if I'm lucky, I would get the builder to actually come on the show and we would have a conversation. Usually they get pretty nervous about it, but I understand. I got friends that come in here and they sit right in front of me microphone on and they're a completely different person because they're just not used to it and it's almost it's almost like you want to have a secret camera and recorder set up so you just have a normal conversation with someone but i kind of miss those segments maybe i'll roll them back at the end of the year on pace to do 150 episodes so it's 50 episodes this year 52 weeks in the year should be 52 episodes but i'm gonna burn the midnight oil guys i have not taken a week off yet and it's been a while. And I do this for you guys because I love you guys. Because you guys love me. Let's do this group hug. We love this. A lot of toy drives coming up. If you can, take part in them. Take part in as many food drives. Again, United Food Bank of Arizona. One less is what we do. You can follow that at One Auto Movement on Instagram. That's One Auto underscore Movement. I'm the CEO. 
Want to thank Wright Honda and Wright Toyota of Scottsdale, Arizona, four-wheel online, sales shop, wireless services, and Westgate Exotic Cars and Rentals. Patreon business support of Korea Automotive out of Warner Garden, Florida. Pell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan. Big House, Small Home Design, Ashburn, Virginia, and Traverse City, Michigan. Traverse City's got some good wine, man. Traverse City Select. Got some booze, too, but we used to always get the Traverse City like Cabernet is what we used to drink. When we first started out, married couple, didn't really know shit from chat. Good bottles of wine. You can buy a $5 bottle of wine, $6 bottle of wine. It's pretty good, depending on what it is. It doesn't have to be 50, 60, 70 bucks. Mark Stolman, Katz Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bojung, Alice Camina, Andrew Bunkley. Thank you so much for your support. Hardparkingpod.com, guys. Check it out. Also, I am committed to, try to trying to get out more YouTube videos. But I can't grow late. Tell the world how good this show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. I'll talk to you all next week. Oh, by the way, I haven't had a podcast review in like a year. So if you go and look at my reviews on iTunes, it's like no one, it's like no one's listening anymore. So drop me a review. I appreciate you. Shut up! <laughs> now it's stripping time. Ain't nobody got time for that.